Oh, I got a teacher voice. But no, I'm no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to thank you for the chance to be here. This was my church too. Um, so yeah, for because I dated Keith through high school. So I grew up um, partly in this church as well. So it's kind of it's really cool to be back here um, with my. Both of my moms are here, so that is really cool. Um, I also have a quick prayer request. My sister, Judy, which some of you may know, uh, had a um, uh, brain, yeah, she had brain surgery because she had a tumor on her brain on Tuesday. And so if you could just remember my sister, Judy, um, her last name is Qantas, but it was Dawson. And uh, she, it was, I don't know, it was really quick. She's doing well, um, but she has a, a lot of recovery and chemo and all of that to go with it. So she had melanoma before, so we think it's kind of a little bit part of that. So on that side note, um, our uh, Keith... Before, um, well, after I came back from Costa Rica, Keith was in um, South Dakota for January and February to March or March to April, serving at, um, uh, where were you at? Keystone Project. So he, he was gone. I was home, um, and he was uh, learning uh, just different missionary techniques and how to serve um, better as missionaries. So he was doing some missionary prep. Um, so now as we get ready to go to Costa Rica, we will be serving with our Costa Rican family. We'll be staying with them and serving with our El Salvadoranian pastor. Um, they're planning uh, kids like kids camp, and we will also be passing Bibles out, and we will uh, do a soccer tournament. So they're really looking forward to doing a soccer tournament with the young um, teens that are in drugs, and so they've been ministering to them, and that's what they would like, like for us to do, kind of. That's kind of, we've been talking back and forth, and they really would like to do a couple of soccer tournaments just to get kids um, together. And Marvin and Keith will be presenting the gospel. Um, we usually always feed them as well. So it's, it's important that they are always fed um, because they don't always get, um, you know, good food. They eat what they grow. And so this gives us a chance to give back. We also will give families... Um, provisionaries. So we usually um, go to a store and they pack uh, maybe a week or two worth of food for them. So usually about $50 a family um, and that will feed many people for a week or two depending on how large their family is. So that's what we um, do use the funds for um, and we of course help our family um, that we stay with while we're there. That's all I have.
Yes, that's very true. Um, we knocked on the door when we first got there, as you well know. We just said we, God called us here. Since then, that whole family's got saved, aunts, uncles got saved throughout Costa Rica. Big, big yay is that Poppy, who was my, who was my uh, Costa Rican father, got saved. After 10 years, he got saved, and he was one mean dude, okay? And, uh, but he's small, but mean, spitfire. But after all these years of, you know, you, you think that when you pray for somebody that it's going up in the air sometimes, you're like, this ain't going anywhere. And after all those years, God came and grasped that man and drug him to the altar. And he got to know the Lord. And it's, he's, it's humbling. I mean, you can, you can just kind of tell. So I'm so glad to get to go there and give him a big hug. He still runs his own farm. He's 80, 80 some years old. He's got his own farm. The man is, is uh, he could take me in a second, put it that way. Uh, what a fabulous, fabulous man and a, and a fabulous family. All because of the Lord. When God called me to say, all right, I want to preach the glory of the Lord, I was like, the glory of the Lord. How do you preach in the glory of the Lord? I mean, there's a lot in Scripture, and that's what I'm going to go to most of all. But in our small minds that we have, yes, we all have small minds, some smaller than others, Rich, and that we can't possibly grasp the glory of the Lord in all its fullness. We can have a taste. We can have a glimpse. We can have that moment where uh, the Lord is just with you and you don't want to move. You ever had that moment? Because you feel like if you do, it's going to go away. And you're like, oh, I don't want it to go away, you know? Because you just love the Lord that much. And the, this is the thing. He loves you way more than you love him. Is that possible? It's incredible. And as you're going to see later, I said, he has chosen you before you chose him. Why? I mean, look at me. Why would he choose me? I don't know. But he did. And I love it. I love it. This is another thing. You guys can wiggle out, okay? All right? We can, you can, I, didn't, I didn't see any foot tapping today. So I want you know, we to loosen up, and we're going to just enjoy the day. And speaking about the glory of the Lord, because it's his day, right? It's not our, it ain't glory of Keith or the glory of the congregation. It's the glory of the Lord. So with that in mind, as Rid said, this is my old church. I cannot believe I'm standing in the same and if you knew me before, you would have never thought I would be standing here at this moment. You can ask Rich and many different people. But the Lord came down. He grabbed me, right, from the, from the, the flames of hell and, and brought me to him to where it is an honor and a privilege to suffer for him, to speak for him, to surrender to him. That is my privilege to do that. That is not a hardship. That's a privilege, and you're like, how can that be? Uh, and we'll talk more about that later. It, I, ha- I would be remiss if I didn't say that we have an extra member of our family that's going to be here soon. Because Hannah is prego. And that's not, hey, and that is not a, a spaghetti sauce. That is pregnant. And I am so happy it's my first grandchild. It's going to be the most spoiled grandchild ever. And she was the first child, so she's kind of spoiled herself. Um, I was going to, uh, and as much as I love my dad and myself, unfortunately, uh, and Jeremiah, we don't hold a candle to the Father, to the Father in heaven. 
our heavenly Father far outshines anything. You can put all three of us together times a billion, and it ain't even going to come close to the glory of the Lord. So as fathers, right, and as much as we've loved our fathers, the touch is how much he loves us. Sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. We're so, we feel so much guilt and, and all these things, and, and, and we try to make it about us. But God is way more than us. I always say, I want, what part of that cross are you going to pull down and put your sin in? Because he died on that cross for you. So you're saying that your sin is way more, is heavier than that cross. But God, what God did on the cross, your sin is more. That's impossible. That's impossible. And it's arrogant. Okay? And we should be humble in all things. So with that, as I stand here, um, I'm going to try to preach a little bit more as my dad in honor of him. Use a little more Christianese, be a little more reverent. Um, uh, not that my dad wasn't a spitfire, he was too. And I love my dad preaching. He's my favorite preacher of all time. Uh, and in case you're confused, it's a glory sermon. It's real cheesy, but I thought of it anyway. The movie with Kevin Coster. okay? This isn't, thank you for laughing, whoever that was. Uh, this isn't about Kevin Costner. This isn't, think about, this is what I was, I was thinking. Kevin Costner, right, famous, great guy, wonderful man. Um, and many days, great actor, he dies like everybody else. We see all these famous people, and they're all going out there, and they're getting their own glory. But guess what? He's going to die just like me and you and everybody else. And when he stands in front of the Father, he ain't going to say, hey, that was a great movie you had. I gave that a, an eight and a half. You're in. No. He's going to say, do you have Jesus Christ? He's going to see the blood of Christ on you that covers your sin. That's it. Right? Did you accept Christ in your heart? Do you believe and you go and you serve him as you would serve anybody? That's why you cannot serve the Lord in all his glory without him in first inside you. It's impossible. You'll just lure, you'll lead you to failure. You'll try, you'll fail, you'll try, you'll fail. So therefore, we lean on the Lord. He fills us, and then we go out and tell others. That's what we do in our missionary work. Um, Sorry, Rich, this isn't going very well. Uh, but the thing is, it, the cost of God's glory is freedom. It don't cost you nothing. You don't have to pull out a, 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 some money. You don't have to say, okay, I have to read my Bible three times a day. I have to go uh, help a couple of women across the street. Um, I got to pray so many times a day. I got to do all, and if I do all these things, then my, my God's going to be happy with. Those things will come, but they will only come through the moving of the Holy Spirit that's inside you. So it's really him doing it for him through me. So why do I get any credit for that? So whenever you get a little bit prideful, a little bit haughty, just remember about where your spot is, right? Your spot as, uh, if we're talking about fathers, uh, my spot to my family with uh, Heather and Hannah and Griffin uh, is to be humble and to serve them. And our Heavenly Father does the same thing. Uh, with that, if you, let us pray. If you could all stand while we pray. O Father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, use me for your greater glory. For you are the face of glory in all its majesty, all its might, and all its power. There has never been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. You are more, more than our minds can comprehend, more than our hearts can feel in their humanness, 
more than our souls can maintain until we're fully sanctified and see you face to face. You are just simply more. I know I am inadequate to describe you, but with you in me, on me, and all around me, all things are possible. Use my lips to speak your truths so that those hearing them will be able to get but a glimpse of who you are. A glimpse is all that we need or could ever contain. Any more than that, then we would surely die. That is how holy, how glorious, how truly wonderful you are. All this in Jesus' name, of which without nothing is possible, but with you all things are possible. Amen, amen, and amen. May you be seated. First written prayer I ever did. Never wrote a prayer in my life. And in this topic, I had to think about a lot. And so I decided to write it down. And I, did, I had the confidence to know that he gave me the words to speak. So hopefully, like I said, the glory of the Lord, the glory of the Lord. If you don't know God, you can't know his glory. It's impossible. It's impossible. If you played fake Christian your whole life, you can't know God's glory. You'll know your glory. You know, you'll come to church and do the things you're doing for the wrong reasons. You're doing for your glory, not God's glory. I love the guy that's always working in the church. Every church has one. Nobody knows he's doing all these things because he is doing it for the glory of the Lord. Every church has one, or generally there's not a church, right? The 90-10 percentage. Yes, this is a tough topic, but I have a whole half hour to teach you about it. So that should be plenty of time, right? A half hour to tell you about the glory of the Lord. And then Rich will speak to after that, and then we're going to talking fast. But I'm hoping you're all grasping what I'm putting out there. Amen? Amen? Uh, thank you so much. Uh, in Exodus 24, 15 through 16, it says, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders? That is our Father, that is our God, that is our all in all. God's glory described. Again, our tiny minds cannot comprehend it. We will base the word glory from our own experience, which falls well short of God's glory. Right? Glory days. I didn't go. Well, we had our 30th anniversary. anniversary uh, class reunion. Mike went. And... He said it was great, got to see everybody, right? Glory days, right? So everybody's there talking about the fun that they had. You know, man, I used to do this, I used to do that. I swam out to the sandbar yesterday, I thought I was going to die. <laughs> and we used to go three sandbars. Now I'm like one sandbar, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Because um, I'm almost 50. 5-0, that's halfway to dead. Probably more than that, actually. Uh, one of my favorite authors... It, 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 and we're so wrapped up in ourselves, we are so wrapped up in what's going on with us instead of just surrendering to the Lord and giving it to him, we've come up with this thing called the, the selfie, right? So we're like smiling, right? Smiling. And some of us smile, some of us don't. Um, but we, I like to call them self-me's, right? Because it's all about me. I'm going to take a picture of my show everybody. And I've never done that, right? If you follow me on Facebook, you know that I do. Um, I do it more so for the people I'm with. 
um, or, or the glory of the Lord behind me, or, or I mean, all those are excuses. But I want to remember the people that I'm, I was with. Uh, if you go to my uh, Facebook, everybody's welcome. It's a public site. I, I show pictures of people uh, that I have served with, I got to serve with. Uh, I just, when we went to South Dakota, there was over 30 countries there from all over the world, which was an amazing experience. Uh, wouldn't trade it for nothing. And then the next one was the Native Americans, which have really got the shaft, okay? They really have, and it, I could do a whole sermon on that. Uh, but we need to pray, pray for them. Don't just pray for us. Pray for all the missionaries. Pray for yourself, some people think, oh, I shouldn't pray for them. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself and surrender to give it to the Lord so that you can walk free. Not always weighed down thinking, and I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Always thinking about, oh, man, what am I going to do about this? What am I going to do about that? How's this going to get done? How's that going to get done? I feel terrible. And, like, all of that depends on God's glory. How and on the glory of the Lord? The glory of the Lord stays the same all the time. It isn't glory. If I don't feel good, I tend to go sink into myself. Why? Why? My God is the same yesterday and forever. And if you've ever read the Bible, you've seen Paul suffered, all the disciples suffered, and were, crucified, or were killed except for John who died on a, an island. Uh, so why is it surprising when we suffer? We suffer and we think, oh, why are we suffering, Lord? Oh, poor me. And I'm guilty. And then he kind of goes, young man, it's for me. It's for me. It's for my glory. And, and then it's humbling. It's very humbling, believe me, because I've had to do it multiple times. One of my favorite authors is John Piper. And uh, his definition, he gives a definition of glory. He says, the glory of God is the infinite beauty and the greatness of God's manifold perfections. What? Right? I, I believe me, I read it quite a few times. The glory of God in the infinite beauty and greatness of God's manifold perfections. He is perfect in all things. So when you give God your worry, your glory, your, your kids, oh my word, uh, I bawled like a baby when I, got, I, I, I baptized my kids um, in a very large church and I didn't, didn't bother me at all. But I had to give them to him. Because he's the one. He's perfect. I'm not going to be a better father than the heavenly father. So therefore, I gave him to him and continue to lead my children, continue to love on my children. Um, but he leads me, and he, I gave them, them to him so that, that he could take care of them. Because I can't be there all the time. And even if I was, I'd probably make it worse. So, so I give them to you. I, I, please, 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 when you're in prayer, Surrender your children unto the Lord. Because if not, you will carry that weight for the rest of your life. You're not just your own. Guess, guess what that does? When, when, when Satan does that to you, you don't go out and tell people about Jesus. You're too burdened with all these cares of not only your own, but then your kids and your husband and your moms and dads. If you give them to the Lord and be there and love on them for that, that will lead them to Christ. They will come to the Lord because they'll go, man, what's different about him? He's still a jerk, but he's a different kind of jerk, you know? And um, it, it, it all comes through not what comes out of your mouth, right? It comes through your actions, what you do. What you say is important, but what you do is even more important. So it's very, that is very important. It's important a lot.
Our God, he is more, he is glory, he is in his own category. No one is like him, his love is perfection. High above the heavens, not to mention when he descends like a dove, our God is holy, our God is glory. That is an anonymous poet that I thought really came to the point and kind of laid it out there for us. In Isaiah 6, 3, it says, And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, and the whole earth is full of his glory. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, that just reminds me of nature. I'm a nature freak. I love it. I, I watch those shows where, like, they have to go on TV. How long can they last in the wilderness? And then, like, they hear a noise at night, and then they hit the little button and have the helicopter come. That's, that's not me. Um, I love nature because God is it. The glory of the Lord in nature is astounding. I could sit on a cliff. I could sit in a tree. I climbed trees, grew up here, so I climbed trees all, probably climbed these trees. Um, love climbing trees on windy days, just for the fun of it. Um, better than a roller coaster. And then, you know, he, he kept me in that tree, thank the Lord. Uh, but nature, if you look around, how in the world can you think this is an accident? This is all his glory. Take a leaf off a plant. Not one of the plastic ones. I don't know if he's a plastic or not. <clears throat> but even in that, I mean, it is amazing in that one little leaf. When my daughter was born, which is appropriate, um, that was the most glorious thing I've ever seen for me. And it doesn't hold a candle to the glory of the Lord. Because it's about me. I love my daughter. And when I, I just bawled and bawled and bawled and held her and held her and held her, then I went to sleep because she was 22 hours, honey. 22 hour labor. And then Heather was way stronger than I was. But <coughs> when you see a baby born, you can see his glory in that. When you see, you go outside, you can see nature. And if you've never done this, please do. Just go out. Take some time, just lay your mind aside, and just let the Lord speak to you. And it, is over, it will be overwhelming. It will give you peace, truly peace. Because you'll look at this and you'll say, there's no way this can be an accident. Our God is this glorious. If any one of you guys can go out and, and, and build a tree or make a tree or a real one, grow a tree from scratch, you let me know, and then we'll start worshiping you. If not... Then worship the Lord. Uh, Psalms 8.1 says, O Lord, O Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who has set your glory above the heavens? Never underestimate the name of the Lord, my friends. The simple name of Jesus is powerful. There's power. You hear a song called, it's power in the name of Jesus. Sing it next time like you mean it. Like there's power in the name of Jesus. When I, want, when I ask the, go to the, to the Lord in humility, I always ask it in Jesus' name. Always. When I go to the house and, and pray it clean of anything that's evil, I do it in the power of Jesus' name. Not by my power. Because believe me, I would get overwhelmed. The spiritual realm is real. And the, and the faster you come to acknowledge that, the quicker you will come to know God. Because it's a constant fight going on all the time. I'm seeing people yawn at, so either I'm boring or you're tired. Or a combination of both. Uh, 
Another thing I like about Psalms 8.1 says, God's glory is not just found in the heavens, but above the heavens. Think about that. How crazy cool. Miss Seiger wasn't here, but I didn't use the word. Um, this is a bad word. Uh, is that God's glory is above the heavens. It's not only as glorious as in heaven when we go to worship, he's above the heavens. I mean, I don't know how else to explain that to you. And if you know God and you know who he is and you know him on a personal level, you will get this. If you don't, then you'll see this as a lecture. And I don't want that because God loves you. He wants you. He wants to cleanse you. He wants to take your worries, your baggage from you. He loves you with a love you can never imagine until you get to see him face to face. And what a day that will be, huh? It's old song, oh, what a day that will be when my Jesus eyes shall see. Um, I looked at my mom because my dad sang that song quite a bit. And again, I am humbled by that. <coughs> and Psalm 24, 7 through 8 says, Lift up your heads, O you gates. Who are the gates? You are the gates. And lift up your everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. So, can you trust the Lord with your, with your fears, with your worry, against Satan and his demons and his minions? Our Lord is strong and mighty in battle. People think that love is soft. Love is not soft. Love is hard. Love is doing when you don't want to sometimes. Sometimes love comes easy. Sometimes love, ask my wife. She'll tell you that love, sometimes it's hard to love me. And I, and I understand that. I never find it hard to love her. Amen. Thank you, Rich. And, and truly, that is the truth. That is the truth. Um, Lift up your heads. Lift up your, I, I love that too, is that too often we're rigid in church, aren't we? Like we'll go to a football game, we'll go to a baseball game. Somebody's telling me about Gabe, uh, towering home run of 50 yards past, you know, Ben Harbor, somebody was telling me. And um, lost my train of thought, Rich. Oh, lift up your heads. We get excited. We get excited. Woo! Cubs beat the Sox yes, yesterday, right? I was, I was digging it. I wasn't going, wow, there's a boop single. Good run scored. Wow. Struck him out. Found the ninth. Wow, that's pretty cool. No! Well, sometimes say, and this is no criticism. This is criticism of the whole church is broad, not a criticism, a constructive criticism. We'll see. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Without ever even thinking about the words that you're saying. You know, I'm not calling you to roll around on the floor or nothing. I'm calling you, if you want to sway a little okay. Clap for the Lord, that's okay. If you want to dig the Lord, that's okay. You don't have, there's no right or wrong way to worship God as long as it comes from the heart. Don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid because the guy beside you is not doing that. The other guy is not doing that. I was in the back, you know, I was doing it and almost felt uncomfortable. And that's the truth. And so we, all different kinds of churches, all different kinds of people, this church ain't any better than another church that preaches the gospel, right? Go to church. 
Don't not go to church. Don't ever tell me there's no churches to go to. There's one in every corner. And I'm one block radius. So go to church. Uh, we surely glory was revealed to us in hope. Once we are fully sanctified upon death in the next life, we'll be able to bathe in the Lord in his fullness. Think about that. Getting to stand before our God. Initially, now every time someone came down, an angel came from heaven. Every time but once that I can recall, whoever they were seeking to hit the ground, man, they were face down. Because the glory of that angel, the glory of the Lord through him, was all encompassing, and they thought for surely they would die. Surely they would die. You know what? They, he said, don't worry. I have a message from the Lord. And then they would stand up and listen. If you stood up in front of the Lord right now in all his glory, think of a nuclear bomb. just Because we're not fully sanctified. We're on our way. We're on our way there. And we can experience heaven right here on earth. I walk with Christ every day. That's my heaven, right? So I'm excited about that. But the glory of the Lord is so much more powerful we can possibly fathom the reverence that we should show him. We don't sometimes, and I'm the one telling you that. There's times for jokes. There's times for fun. But there's also times, many times, where we need to lay prostrate before our God and thank him, and that's it. Without saying, God, give me this, give me that. Let this be that be and that's good he tells us to bring our petitions but we are to glorify the lord and us before we chosen him again is beyond comprehension and that and sometimes it's hard in this country living in this country because we are blessed so many things so we we have to learn to be humble on this stuff right and i love stuff as much as the next guy but the moment that that love, my Lord, it becomes my God. And I had many, many gods before it came to my Lord. And I'm still working on it. I'll just be straight up with him. I'll be working on it till I stand with him. Uh, in Psalms 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. For me, this reminds me of, we built a church on the side of a mountain in the highest parts of Costa Rica, where it gets below zero with 100% humidity. That means it's really cold, like it gets into your bones, right? And, but to see the sunsets off the side of the mountain is, it's breathtaking. You could sit there forever and just, just bathe in it. And just, I, I remember I was preaching, and the back is like a solid rock, not like that rock, but real rock. Like I said, still, and then on the outside is in the sky and whatnot. So I'm preaching, and they're, they're singing, and they're praising. And all of a sudden, everybody turned their back on me. <laughs> I'm going, they're turning their back on me, but I get it. They were glorifying the Lord. They saw the beauty and the glory of the Lord high above the heavens and the skies above. They saw it, and they just naturally turned to the Lord behind them. Because they could see the glory. Because this ain't, it, it says something to their authenticity, right? They're not coming there so they can get a stamp. They're not coming there so they can get a pat on the back. They get persecuted in Costa Rica when they come to Christ. 
persecuted. Not like, oh, they lost a vote on something or other. No, they get persecuted. So it's like you walk on one side of the street, you can feel the presence of the Lord. You walk on the other side of the street, you can feel the darkness, the heaviness. It's like that. Don't think that it's not. And I would, anytime anybody wants to go with us, you're more than welcome. Just prepare to sleep on the floor, <laughs> eat some bugs, you know, and you'll never, ever regret it. It will open up your eyes to all different, and people that have gone other places can testify to this also. Glory of the Lord revealed in us. I really had a hard time with this because when you're talking about the glory of the Lord, I'm just constantly thinking it's not about me, it's about God. But we are God's creation. We are God's children. And if you were to look at the dynamics and what we are made of, we are Christ personified. When we come to Christ and he bathes us in him, we have Christ in us, uh, the spirit in us, Christ on us, and the Father all around us. So we have the Lord. Uh, in Zechariah, no, it's Zephaniah 3, 16 through 17, it says, Fear not, O Zion. Let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. This is the Lord. <laughs> Ain't that crazy? He's gonna love you so much. He's gonna sing praises over you. He's gonna exalt you. Fathom such a thing. I, 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 don't, I, I can't sit here and tell you I get it. Has chosen you. That's a whole other sermon in all of itself, but it doesn't mean it's not the truth. It is the truth. God has chosen you before you have chosen him. He knew what you were doing. He brought you up. He knew when you were going to come to him. He knew when you were going to love him. He knew when you were going to pass on your thing. He protected you when you did all those stupid things in high school and, and in college, and you do now. He still loves you. And he wants to love you, and, 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 and he wants you to know that you're loved. That's what's important. The glory of the Lord is my strength. I know it's supposed to be joy, but the glory of the Lord is my strength, revealed in Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Jesus Christ is my glory. Jesus Christ chose to come down and die for me. Now, you've heard this a billion different times, okay? Jesus died on the cross, buried, buried raised from the dead, Come to know Jesus. Go to another country never heard about Jesus? That don't fly. Because they're like, what? In his blood. What? Right? And it, it, you have to put it in more simpler terms. And, and the fact is, is that he 
loses, doesn't lose his place ever on his notes. That's how glorious he is. Uh, so we'll go to Psalms 28, 7 says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and my song, I give thanks to him. Do you have a song? I thought about it. I read that for the first time that way. I was like, what is my song? What am I singing right now? What am I saying in Christ? Song about someone else? Is it about the kids? What is my song to the Lord? We all have our own song, our personal song. Understand that. It's not just when we come to the congregation and sing praises. He loves that. He loves it. But you have a personal song in your heart that you can sing to the Lord. When you go to bow before him, God says, when you don't know what to pray for, I will do it for you. Just let me. Therein lies your song. I hope I have a rock song because I really get geeked when I'm praising Jesus. You know, I got all sorts of bands into metal Christian music. Come see me afterwards. Um, and it is possible, uh, but rare. But there is every type of Christian music, but that's not exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the song is a spiritual song. It's just a, a, an overflowing to our Lord. Therein lies our song. It is no words to it. It's just, it's just gratifying unto our Lord. When we get to heaven, we're going to be singing that song for eternity. You are. In your personal song. And I think that's awesome. And he deserves it. Does he not deserve it? Especially after the, what we just got done reading. He is a personal God deserving all of our personal attention. In my life, I'll go through this quick. I'm almost done. In my life, I saw God's hand in my life in so many ways. Um, he's worked miracle upon miracle upon miracle. And when I've seen it, you get used to it. You come to expect it. You just come to expect it. Griff fell. He broke his back in half. It took x-rays. They rushed him to Ann Arbor. They took an x-ray. One x-ray, his back's broken in half. The other x-ray, it's completely fine. He was, how old was he? Four. Right? I'm calling everybody I know. Please pray, 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 pray. My heart was breaking. Completely fixed. I, a week before we were supposed to go to Costa Rica, I was playing frisbee football like a, a dummy. And I went to make a move because I'm old. I tore my calf in two places. Couldn't walk. Went to the doctor, took the x-ray, torn here and here. Going to have to have surgery. You got to lay in your back for six weeks. He said, no, nah, I can't do that. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm, I'm going on a missionary trip. Costa Rica, we got to ride donkeys and that kind of thing. And he was like, you can't do that. And I was like, that's what God called me to do. And so that's what I'm going to do. And he goes, well, if you're going to do it against my thing, he gave me, I guess, like a, not a real cast, but a movable cast. And I went to church the first two days after that, and I was, my godchildren were on each side. I told this story, but I don't think everybody's been here. My godchildren were on each side of me, and they're, you know, they're moving, they're singing, they're clapping, you know, and, and I'm normally right there with them, but I was like, I got this boot on, guys. And they were like, oh, come on. So I just started clapping and singing with them, man. I mean, it was like, hey, everybody going up. We're, we were singing. We were getting out of the way. I didn't even think about my leg. But I just knew that the boot was, like, getting in my way. So I just took it off and threw it aside. And I get back to the house, and Noemi, the Costa Rica mother, said, what happened to your leg? And I was like, 
Oh, yeah. I said, there's nothing wrong with it. That's awesome. Because I had things I needed to do. When I got back, the doctor said, that's impossible. I guess it's not impossible. You have the x-ray. Now you have the x-ray of it not broke. Story upon a lady died on an airplane on the way back from Costa Rica, and all our seats got mixed up, and I accidentally got placed next to two other missionaries. And then right across the aisleway was a grandmother, a mother, and a child. The grandmother died. I, I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but she died. Uh, two doctors on the plane pronounced her dead. She was dead. And I just kept praying. I didn't get this weight off me to quit praying. And neither I looked over, neither the missionaries, and all of a sudden, you just hear her go, <gasps> That's it. Now, you think that's craziness, right? You go, ah, that stuff don't happen. No, it's only in the Bible. That was for those times. Like, God, yesterday, the same, today, and forever. That was for those times. You don't do miracles like that now. He did a miracle that day. And I saw him. I heard him. Everyone was clapping. Everybody was excited. Grandma was happy, obviously. <laughs> and uh, we, we didn't, there's just a heaviness. And even when I got off the plane, I told my wife, I didn't have like a dancing joy about it. It was just like an overwhelming peace about it because our God is that great. And why does that stuff like that surprise us? That shouldn't surprise us. People are healed every day have cancers and, and all these different things. And we think that that is, oh my gosh, our God is glorious because he did this for us. Our God is glorious, period. And his glory, and his glory far out reigns my calf, my son's back. The old lady that should have died on the plane. Is that a movie? No, that's Throw Mama from the Train. Sorry. Um, that's, that's bad. Uh, God's glory is found in the God-man, Jesus Christ. And then here's when we get down to basics. Here's where we get down to the real. Because I've talked about me and I've talked about others. And I don't know any better way to explain the glory of the Lord, says, but in through scripture. Tell you stuff people told you a billion times. Spirit, at this moment, we go through these four scriptures that you would understand, really come to want to know what these mean. Go home, want to think about them. And he'll do it. It's not a maybe. It's be. It might be. He will. Give you the faith to have that revealed to you. Great word. I'll be on my face. Wait till Jesus can't either, but it's going to scare the bejeebies out of me. What is bejeebies? What was nothing bad? Um, because he's coming with great power, great power and glory. So you're going to want to say you are mine, and he's going to lift you up in the air to be with him. And then that's going to be, then you will understand. John 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten, Full of grace, truth. Man, if you, like, that, that one verse could be taught on for hours and hours and hours. And the word became flesh. When you read the Old Testament, 
you see the word capitalized, that means us. You can replace it. Because Jesus was the word, and the word became flesh. And he still does. But that's not what I'm talking about. God, Jesus Christ, still walks on every day. And we beheld his glory, the glory, the only mountain son, full of truth. There's a word studied right there. Um, when he comes, grace for those who accepted Christ, he's coming in truth. Gonna be no more man. Could be, might be. What about this? The whole I know Jesus is real because he lives in me, and I've experienced him every day of my life. I know he's real. You might not, but if you know me at all, and in my opinion matters to you even a little bit, take that. Go to anyone you see serving the Lord, anyone you notice in the Lord and, and ask them why they're different. Ask them why they did that. There's no clock in here, Rich. Uh, you're standing right there. Yes. Um, and John 13, 31 and 32. So, 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 Glorified in him, God will glorify him in himself. Now, I, you're going to have to look that one up because that's the tongue twister. Um, I'll say it again a little slower. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. That means Jesus is glorified by the Father. Did I say that right? Father is, that's correct. Uh, in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Do you see you in there at all? I don't see where it says God's going to glorify you. God's gonna... No, I don't see it. God, when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord, you accept the Holy Spirit in your heart. And once you accept him in your heart, he came to die so that he could bring the Spirit so that we could come to Christ because you can't do it on your own. If you try, you will fail. The Holy Spirit is what leads you to Christ. The one who the Father is the Holy Spirit. When you come to Christ, the one that relays that is the Holy Spirit within you. Or you, can't, you can't fake them out. You can fake people out. There's a whole lot of people out. And there's many times I fake people out. I'm ashamed of And I had to repent. And no sermon would ever, remind Richard this, be complete without a verse from Romans 8. By far, I got a tattooed on my arm. Um, Romans 8 is my favorite chapter in the Bible. Romans 8, 17 says, And if children, or those of us who accepted Christ, as personal Lord and Savior, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, we may also be glorified together. There's a word in there you're not going to like. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, 
that we may also be glorified together. This is Satan's world. We're going to suffer. That's going to happen. If you're not suffering and life's a bowl of cherries, I don't even like cherries. If life's a bowl of pears, then guess what? You're going to suffer. That's just part of the deal. And if you're not, you got to wonder why. Why? Why is the, the target not on me? And if you are suffering, it's not easy. I'm not telling you it is. It's incredibly difficult. But that's when we got to give it to God. And if we don't give it to God, many times we will crumble under the pressure until we do. But either way, we are co-heirs with Christ. You can know that. You don't have to guess that. You can know that, that you are co-heirs. You are going to be with the Lord one day. So no matter how much you're suffering there, it's not going to compare to the, you in the presence of God and his glory. It's not going to compare. Ephesians 3.21 says, To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Now, I was going to end on that one, but I found one more that was just primo. And that one is Nehemiah 9.5. Says, stand up and stand up, please. God said it, I didn't. You got to go after him. Stand up, Lord, your Blessed be your glorious name, which is exalted above all blessings and praise. Again, stand up and bless the Lord forever, your God forever and ever. Blessed be your glorious name, which is exalted above all blessings and praise. Let us pray. My dear Heavenly Father, I so dig you. I love you with all that I am. Oh, gosh, I complain too often. I say too many things that, that, that it's all about me and focused on me and mine. And all I have to do is focus on you and your glory. The fact that we can even be in your presence is beyond what we deserve. I am thankful for every person in this, in this church. I'm thankful for this church that brought me up when I was young by my father. My, the greatest gift my father ever gave me was the telling of salvation through Jesus Christ. And I accepted Christ through uh, my dad's preaching when I was six years old. And I'm so thankful for this church. I pray that the Holy Spirit would just envelop this church, that the angels that guard this church would be empowered, not just for now, but for the week after and the week after and the week after, because you are deserving. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.